If you've heard about local sports in Troop County, it's more than likely that this man, our next guest, has reported on it and done an excellent job with it, Jack. Exactly. When it comes to small town sports, you have guys like our guest today who are the voices of sports in their area. And you're going to hear from coming up next. This is on your sidelines. When the final buzzer sounds, the game is over, but their story isn't. Time to hang out on the sidelines and learn the real stories of these sports icons. Welcome to the On Your Sidelines podcast with the News 3 sports team. Bringing in everybody, welcome to another edition of the On Your Sidelines podcast. I'm sports director Rick, Rex Castillo, joined by... Don't forget your name, I'm weekend is. sports anchor Jack Patterson. Guys, thank you again. Before we get into our guest, who's going to be another great one, got to go to that t-shirt check. Jack, everyone recognizes that shirt now, don't they? Ha ha ha! It finally happened. We're world champions. Love it, love it, love it. I'm still on cloud nine, Rex. I'm sorry for rubbing it in over the last week. No, you have every right to do that because at the end of the day, as Snit said, you guys are world champions and no one can ever, ever take that away from them. Now, for me, bringing it a little bit closer to home, going to represent the Hardaway Hawks. Uh, an incredible job for a program that's always competitive. Corey Thompson over with the Hawks has had a tough task to try and rebuild that program after a guy like Michael Woolridge uh, created such a brand, built that program up, program up. And for those of you who follow the recruiting trail, home of five-star defensive end, Michael Williams, who's heading to where, Jack? He's heading to the University of Georgia, and he's causing havoc along the way. Absolutely. So now, bef before we get too lost on that, we're going to introduce our guest, Sideline Pass editor and local sports reporting legend that is Kevin Uckleberry. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. Sir. Oh, thank you guys very much for having me. So, Kevin, um, how did you first get into your love of sports? Was there a certain sport that you loved growing up? How did you get into this crazy world of sports reporting? I was a sports nut growing up. Uh, and combined with that, I always loved writing. So the two kind of went hand in hand. I'm thinking, I need a job where I can watch sports. That's kind of limited. And like I said, I also enjoyed writing. So I went to Georgia Southern University, got a degree in journalism, and got my start in uh, Dalton, Georgia, way back in 1993. It's a long time ago. And just kind of went from place to place and ended up in LaGrange in 2002, to become the sports editor at the LaGrange Daily News. And and uh, and to be honest, when we went there, to that point, it had kind of been just go somewhere, stay for a few years, and move on. We kind of thought it was going to be the same thing in LaGrange. Uh, our daughter was born. It's kind of an interesting story. The day I was supposed to start was the day my daughter was born, Just kind of interesting. So I called my new boss and said, hey, you mind if I start a few days later? So, yeah, no problem. <laughs> So we got there, fell in love with the community, with the town, uh, and we've been there ever since, you know, 20 years later. Wow. And uh, earlier this year, I uh, made the move, me and a few other folks in town, uh, started a new magazine. It's called Sideline Pass. Uh, it's sports-oriented, you know, high school, community, youth sports, um, mostly Troop County, but we also cover some surrounding counties, Heard County, uh, into Meriwether County a little bit. It's been fun. It's been really fun. Uh, and I'm grateful personally because LaGrange, Troop County is our home. You know, we're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've formed such great relationship with coaches and athletes in Troop County in that area. So I'm just, I'm thrilled I was able to stay stay here my wife has a fantastic fantastic job so 
so it's our home and it's been, it's been really fun and, uh, it's a special place. It, it really is. And like I said, the, the people in Troop County are fantastic and they've been really receptive toward this new venture and it's, and it's exciting, uh, and there's nothing. I, I love high school sports. I've got <laughs> friends who've gone on to cover college and professional sports. But to me, high school sports is the ultimate. There's nothing like it. I mean, I've said before, a Friday night at a football stadium for a big game, is there is absolutely nothing like it. <clears throat> to me, it, it beats the Super Bowl. It's, it's just fantastic. And uh, I love doing it. Hope to be doing it for, for a long time. And, and I – Certainly appreciate what you two guys do for high school sports, not just in Muscogee County, but beyond. I see you all the time at Callaway Stadium. <laughs> you know, Jack, I know he's there. He's running from place to place. And and I know the folks back in Troop County really appreciate what you all do. So, uh, so that's basically, I love sports, love writing, love telling stories. Anybody in this business, that's part of it. You just, you can find a story in anything, uh, you know, volleyball, Cross country doesn't. I've talked to people. Well, there's nothing interesting about me. There always is, and uh, love storytelling, love sports, and and I'm beyond grateful that this is what I've been able to do for a living. Wow! And Kevin, you've been a part of the Grange community for a long time now. You know, when you first got there. You know, can you kind of give, you know, take us back in time a little bit? You know, what was the sports scene like when you first came to LaGrange? Well, in 2002, I got there right before that football season started. In LaGrange High School, they were just coming off uh, a state championship season. They went 14 and 0 in 2001. And that was, they were really just getting started on an incredible run. Uh, 2002, they actually lost in the third round that year but then they won back-to-back state titles in 2003 and 2004 and that whole decade of the 2000s I think they won more than any team in the state wow you know across all classifications and won three state titles so so that was really good timing to be able to come in and uh, and be a part of that and also about that same time mid-2000s is when I think it was 2005, Pete Wiggins became the head coach at Callaway. <clears throat> and that was really cool to kind of be on the ground floor of that. And now he's built, you know, one of the best programs in the state. And they're coming off their first state championship in 2020, which was <clears throat> another incredible moment to be able to be in Atlanta when they won. And the troop football program's just been consistently good. All those years, in fact, two thousand two, they made it. Uh, they made a nice run. So it was a really good time to be there, and uh, you know, across the sports spectrum, basketball is really strong in Troop County. The three baseball programs are amazing. <clears throat> They've been so successful. So it was a really good time, and uh, and and like I said, we were we came there, and our family was embraced right away. It just, I mean, you hear athletes talk about going on recruiting visits and mm. it feels like home, right? That's, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's kind of how it was for us. I'm not sure I'd ever been to Troop County before, to be honest, but we got there and it, it felt like home and the sports scene is just thriving. It was then and it continues to be now and it's just, 
it's been so much fun. And like I mentioned before, I'm really grateful that I get to help tell those stories. You've also been on a beat where there are so, there's so much talent that comes out of that area. I mean, recently you think Tank Bigsby, Kobe Hudson, Teo Todd's another rising star, everything that's going on at Callaway as well. Uh, who are some of the most impressive athletes you've covered in your time there uh, in True County? It's been something else. I mean, you go back <laughs> to the early days at LaGrange High School, uh, 2003, just, my gosh, the best defense in the state. And they had uh, – just across the board, the guys they had on defense. One of the players that stands out is Wesley Woodyard, who was the defensive player of the year in 2003. And he went on to play in the NFL for, gosh, 12 years. Mm -hmm. And just uh, a consistent player year to year. He made it to a Super Bowl with Denver and, and just had an incredible career. Uh, again, back in those early days, Trey Blackman, who was a linebacker, who was uh, might be the most ferocious defensive player I've ever seen. I mean, this is a guy, he literally scared opposing players, I think. <laughs> just, I, just pure intimidation. I have heard stories about him. Right. It's just, I mean, he, uh, he didn't lead the team in tackles, but he's one of those guys, just his presence – affected everything because he would have everybody looking at him which would kind of open it up for for other players and then uh you mentioned more recently uh you know Tank Bigsby at Callaway he's he's one of those guys there's there's no such thing as a can't miss player but he was about as close yeah as I've ever seen um just an on he has just the absolute perfect combination obviously he has the the size, the speed, the vision, it's incredible. But to me, the thing that always impressed me was just his his will. You know, it's just one of those sports cliches you throw out. It's just he has that amazing iron will to succeed. It would just he would just refuse to go down. I know to me his most impressive game was actually one that they lost. Mm. It was in the semifinals in 2019 against Brooks County, and they lost that game. I can't remember the exact score. It was a high-scoring game. I remember that game. Cal Brooks County jumped out to a big lead, right. and then Callaway came back. But Tank that night, I think he carried the ball 30 times, Dang. 240 yards, something like that. That's like Herschel Walker kind of It run. was – and just his – he was exhausted. He was worn down, but he just kept uh, – kept performing at such a high level despite that and it's one of the most impressive things I've ever seen and they and they lost that lost that game but my gosh it's uh it's one of those moments when you think this this is special and you're and as a writer you're grateful to be able to be there and witness it it was so much fun and uh getting away from football if you look at baseball uh, one of the most enjoyable guys I've covered was uh, Ryan Bliss. Oh, yeah. It's, again, more recent. He's a four-year starter at Troop, and then he went on to Auburn, had three amazing years. And then this past, earlier this year, he was the second-round draft pick of the Diamondbacks, and he just had a phenomenal first year as a professional player. And he's just, first of all, he's an extraordinary player, incredibly gifted and just absolutely one of the best people 
you'll ever meet. So it's uh, it was such a privilege to be able to cover him, and uh, and the list goes on and on. I mean, there's so many incredible basketball players over the years at Lagrange. I don't know if do y'all remember Leperion Perry. Yes. Oh my, he was such an incredible athlete. He was maybe five eight. Yeah. And hundred, I don't know, hundred fifty pounds. <laughs> but he could move. He could move, and and just again, just kind of like Tank, just a ferocious competitor. Just uh, and and again, he he faced some hardships in his life, and and he's overcome it, and just just had an amazing career and life, and he's done well at University of West Georgia as a football mm-hmm. player. So again, I could go on for hours and hours talking about how many incredible athletes I've covered. And again, one of the great things about my job, I not only get to watch them play and perform, but you get to, you get to know them, talk to them and, and get to know their stories and get to know their families as well, which is so much fun. And, and one of the great things I'm sure y'all get this too, is when you'll see somebody you covered maybe 10 years ago and you see them on the sidelines at, Callaway Stadium and they come up and and give you a hug you know and ask you how you've been and it's just it, it's really cool thing just so many guys I mean the SEC right now just is loaded with them it's crazy. crazy I mean Auburn alone has yep. up obviously from Troop you know Kobe Hudson who's really mm-hmm. starting to make an impact this year Keandre Jones starting on the offensive yeah. line obviously we talked about Tank uh Joko Willis from Troop is a guy mm-hmm. who's getting some playing time on defense. Yeah, he nearly teams. decapitated a guy against he, LSU. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was impressive. Uh, Tate Johnson and other Callaway guys, yeah. uh, backup offensive lineman. Alabama, King Makuda, another former Troop guy. S- scored that uh, scored yeah. off a block punt, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, that, that was crazy. Yeah. At Arkansas, Andy Boykin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously another former Callaway guy at Ole Miss, Braylon Sanders. A highlight know, every single Saturday, who, it seems like. Who made, to me, the the best single play I've ever seen. Yeah, that, the best. that catch was yeah, beyond no sense. insanity. Was, I'm thinking going back to high school, uh, gosh, a playoff game they had in 2016. And the third rounding at Scriven County. Mm-hmm. And they went uh, 98 yards at the end of the game to win it and Braylon on fourth down had a 45 yard touchdown catch from Dylan Johnson dang to win the game and that's just at the time that's one of those moments man I I can't believe I'm here to see this <laughs> people ask me what's the best game you've ever seen I tell them that's what it was and and Braylon was right in the middle of that so so yeah it's just over the course of 20 something years and even going back before that when I was in Cartersville I don't know. Do you guys remember Ronnie Brown? Yes. A little bit, yeah. Yes. Um, at Cartersville High School. Yeah, the, probably the best single season I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. He almost single-handedly lifted Cartersville to a state title in 1999. And then went on to do great things at Auburn. I think now mm-hmm. he's a part of their radio. Yeah, he's on He's on the radio yeah, yep. crew now. So it's just, just on and on. And it's just – I'm sure you guys feel the same way. Just to get to watch these players up close and – to get to know them and tell their stories, it's just, it's incredible, and and I I'm I'm so grateful that that's what I get to do for a living. Amen. And yeah, amen to that is right. Uh, that kind of you kind of touched on this earlier, but you know that Scriven County Callaway game in the playoffs a couple of years ago was 
absolutely insane. What are some of the other games that kind of stick out in your memory as, you know, like, you know, games that, you know, I wouldn't mind going back and watching that again, (laughs) you know, or being, or I'm glad I was here to be a part of it. Well, more recently, I mean, you only have to go back last December, uh, the Callaway and Fitzgerald state championship game. That was fun. At, uh, Center Park Stadium. Yeah. Uh, Turner Field. Turner Field. That's, <laughs> that's what we all call it. No Turner doubt. Field. Which, uh, way off topic, but it is a really nice football stadium. Oh, no, it's beautiful. It what they've done with yeah. that, really innovative and really impressive. It's nice. And Georgia State, they used to play in the Georgia Dome. Yeah. And it was a terrible atmosphere. I mean, you put 10,000 people in there. And it feels like no one's there. No. Mm-hmm. No. So it was a really perfect setting for that because, uh, to me, for high school football, it kind of it feels more like a high school atmosphere. Yeah, I've but, argued with that too. Like when yeah. you, if you put a, a high school stadium, a high school even a big high school in Brian Denny or, or Jordan Hare, right? And then you put a small school like Lynette High School at Jordan Hare, it feels like maybe everyone's left right. the game. So I, I have to agree with you that Center Park is the perfect size for that group of five school who's doing very well. And has a lot of kids from our area too. They do, right? And I think, it, yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a perfect setting. Now the, it's outdoors. You never know eh. what you're going to get in December. But that Valid particular point. day was gorgeous. Perfect. It was perfect. It was gosh, I think around 60 degrees. Mm-hmm. So it was really we're, nice. We're out there in short sleeves, and and it was a fantastic game against a really good Fitzgerald team, and back and forth, and I think Callaway clinched the. Jalen Shepard, who is an incredible player. Yeah, he is. Makes an interception at the end to clinch it just back and forth. And and that whole playoff run, to win it, Callaway beats, according to the AJC, Yeah, the top four teams in order, four, three, two, and then one. Mm -hmm. So that was uh, fantastic. And football-wise, gosh, you go back again, go back to 2002, 2003, those LaGrange and Troop games back in those days, they're still fun, but I, I can remember the first one of those I covered in 2002. It was uh, the capacity there, seven, 8,000. Yeah. Every seat was full. People are lined up around the fences, like four or five deep, just watching. It was, it was the most incredible high school atmosphere I'd ever been a part of. And they played some great games <clears throat> back in those days. That was that was so much fun. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, just over the years and basketball wise, I love it anytime our the Troop County teams play each other. Yes, mm-hmm. it's. Uh, I mean, you're always you're always going to get a full gym. Yep. I, I know it's the same way in Muskogee County. You uh-huh. get Spencer and Jordan playing that that sort of thing. So this a big game atmosphere for basketball oh it's just so much so much fun so uh again that's another thing you go back and gosh so many games over the years they some of them kind of blend together but there are some that definitely definitely stand out yeah going back to what you mentioned about the basketball i remember that last lagrange troop game in the old lagrange gym oh my goodness (laughs) right that place was an absolute madhouse it was a lot of fun in that game so Kevin, with a lot of these teams, I know a lot of people, I've told people this, that it's really easy to cover and be excited about covering, say, for example, the Braves or the Hawks. How do you bring that energy to some of these smaller towns? Because one thing I respect about you is that 
you cover no matter if it's Callaway or if it's Troop, you cover them like they are the Falcons because you have to pull your heart. You have to show your best, or other people are gonna are gonna expose it. Do you feel the same way about that? Oh, absolutely. I like I said, I love sports. I mean, like anybody. I mean, there's nothing like a a football game on a Friday night. But I also I get excited about covering uh, like a Troop County cross country meet. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and because I know you know, how much time and effort these coaches and athletes put into it, regardless of the sport, uh, tennis, golf, cross country, track and field. So I think it would be a disservice to them to approach it half-heartedly. And I don't have to, I don't have to work to get excited Mm -hmm. about, but I mean, I, I love all sports. Part of it is like I mentioned, uh, knowing what goes in to uh, getting ready to play a game and how much time these uh, coaches and student athletes put in. I mean, you just think about the average school day. You know, they get started, they get to school, I don't know, 7.30, whatever it is, and and their day ends 12, 14 hours later. It's an enormous commitment to uh, to be a part of a sport, any sport, football or otherwise and and uh, and I just appreciate that so much so I I get excited if I'm if I'm out covering anything I get excited and uh and I, I hope that comes across when I write about something or or post on on social media and I know I know y'all are the y'all are the same way and uh, <clears throat> like I said I just have such appreciation for Every student athlete, regardless regardless of the sport they participate in, and one thing you've you've touched on is the fact that everyone has a story, right? And you know, for those who may not be familiar, you know, kind of take us behind the scenes to you know, you know, being able to tell the stories of maybe the you know the people who the spotlight doesn't get shined on as much as much as it should. Yeah, there's no doubt. One of my favorite stories I like to do each year is is I'll do a story on the offensive lineman on -hmm. a football team. And part of that is because, uh, you know, the people that get their name in the newspaper on the highlight packages are they're the ones scoring touchdowns or -hmm. or getting interceptions, sacks, and that sort of thing. But those offensive linemen, you know, they just go out there mostly anonymous – and do the work and and do the work and my gosh so important and uh so i always i love to be able to do that and spotlight the offensive linemen or uh kind of the unsung heroes Mm -hmm. you know like uh when a guy like tanks in high school everybody knows him everybody knows uh a terry godwin or a perry on perry it's let's find the guys he might be he might be a second string tight end, but he gets his opportunity and and has four catches for 50 yards, you know, and, and you talk to him and, you know, somebody like that, he works and works and works, knowing he's not going to be a starter, but he might get his chance. And when that happens, you love to be able to spotlight that and highlight that. And uh, in other sports, it's the same thing. It's It's really fun to be able to spotlight athletes from some of the 
I don't want to say smaller schools, some of the ones that don't get quite as much attention. Uh, you know, I mentioned a tennis before. It's, uh, you know, how did, how did you get to start in tennis? And I've been playing since I was four years old and that sort of thing. It's just, uh, like we talked about before, everyone has, has a story and every, everyone is interesting and, and it's, and you, you find a way to spotlight that. And, and some athletes are more talkative than others. Fair. And, Very uh, fair. It is. It's easier for me to be honest. I've always thought, uh, you know, I'm just holding up my phone recording. It's a little different when you have a camera staring you. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a little bit different. And with with me, it's just, you know, we're just talking. I'm mm-hmm. holding my phone. So, uh, but it's so cool. And you just, uh, and to get people to kind of come out and tell, tell your story, it's just, it's really, it's a really cool thing. And uh, like I said, I, I love being able to do it. One thing that, um, as the landscape has changed from how newspapers were to how they are now oh, yeah. and how magazines are now, mm-hmm. I, one thing I've been very impressed with is how you've embraced like the Twitter sphere oh, and, yeah. and social media. Was there a point where you saw like, if I don't get in this now, I could fall by the wayside? Well, first of all, I, I love technology mm-hmm. and embrace it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when I came into this business, we didn't have digital cameras. <clears throat> so I'm out there taking photos with, with old school film. Nice. And I'd get, I'd get back to my office and I'd have to go into the dark room and process film. You know, it's like a 30 minute process. <laughs> awful. <Just laughs> absolutely awful. So, so I know you're thankful you don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I've, I've always embraced every new technology that comes along and I love social media. Mm. Obviously it has us, it has its uh, down points, obviously, but yeah, I, it's such a great way to interact with the community. Uh, Twitter, obviously, on a Friday night, there's nothing like it. It's bonkers. Yes. Oh, it is. Uh, see, I absolutely embrace that. Uh, Twitter, you know, Facebook, it's uh, anything that's that helps you communicate and interact with people in the community, to me, is a plus. But I have known some other sports writers i don't want anything to do with this newfangled technology (laughs) oh my gosh want to stick to what they know and stick right yeah and at the bottom line that you know it's still about telling stories however however you do it and um and some things never change i mean you still you still have to be able to write Mm -hmm. clearly however now the way you transmit that and get it out to people changes and i'm still a little old-fashioned as well and that i love uh an actual newspaper mm-hmm. that you hold in your hands and i still think there's a place for that <clears throat> i mean you look at uh i know after callaway won at state championship to be able to have a you know print edition with uh the big headline, you know, the wait is over, that sort of thing. There's, there's nothing like it, but to go back to your point, yeah, I love <clears throat> social media. It's, it's, it's so much fun. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, I've, I've embraced, I know y'all have, y'all have too. And it's, uh, yeah, I'm a hundred percent. Any new technology that comes on. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it my way. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's where the, that's where your athletes are and that's where your audience oh, yeah. is exactly. at the same time. So they have access to it 24-7. You do a fantastic yeah. job with it. 
I was joking with people yeah. over in the office. If, if Echo Berry tweets it, it's pretty <laughs> legit, guys. You know, you know, it's pretty much one hundred percent. Now I do know coaches. It is. It does have some additional headaches because sure you have to watch out for what you say, what your players are, because that stuff is uh, it's there forever. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Once it you press send, y'all, it don't. If, it doesn't go away. Even if you delete it, mm-hmm. it's there forever. And yeah. I think about that myself too. So honestly. do I. It's not like I'm putting controversial things out there. But you have to be careful uh, with what you say. Oh, I've had, I've had people come back at me because I know during the baseball season, I was like, we've got to get rid of Will Smith, right? I never want to see him pitching again. And now, of course, he's the World Series hero. I mean, Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> I mean, Rex will tell you firsthand that I was over here about raid, you know, two seconds away from going into a panic attack oh, yeah. every time I saw that man warming up, but – you know, hey, it is what it is. So, yeah, right. see, at the end of the day, that's the T-shirt he gets to wear. It was always fun. It's like, your yeah. brothers are up 5-2. You you're you fine, right? Jack looks at me with his, yeah. like, no, not even close. No, and here he is, Wilson, cold-blooded I mean, this, ha- this, ha- this happened. This legit yeah. happened, remember? where Luke. Where some, it, wasn't, it was either Luke or Will yeah. Smith where you're like, you're fine. You guys are up. And then next thing you know, home run. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Seconds why, later. One of my favorite uh, – Twitter pages is old takes exposed. Yep. Yep. Oh, it's just, it's fantastic. I've actually made it on there. <laughs> Have you now? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, that, that's another conversation for yeah. another time, but it, it made it on there. It's like, yeah, okay. That was pretty dumb to say, but well, I, I did stay away from that for about two years after the Super Bowl debacle. <laughs> Yeah. So. You're wearing the T-shirt now. You guys have that T-shirt well, now, okay? Was, you have the World Series T-shirt I was, now. I was telling my wife, I'd like to think that the Braves winning the World Series lessens that disappointment. And it does not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, still, I still wake up some nights. Did that really happen? <sighs> yes, it did. It did. But it does help, though. It, 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 it takes the sting out of it. Oh, and it's – I mean, I've – I've loved the Braves since. <clears throat> actually, I wrote a column afterward. I f- I started watching them in the seventies. Oh wow! What on on TBS? Right? They yes. were awful. Superstation. They were terrible. <laughs> but everybody knew the Braves. Yeah. Because they were America's team. Because I think they and I believe the Cubs were everywhere. Were everywhere. And uh, <clears throat> gosh, growing up watching them in the eighties, it was it was miserable. <laughs> we had Dale Murphy, who I loved, and is mm-hmm. my absolute idol when it comes to sports dale murphy and that was it and you could go to games at fulton county stadium which was an awful place oh my god it was terrible (laughs) you show up uh yeah i'd like to get a seat first row behind home plate absolutely (laughs) you know five minutes before the game but five minutes but now you have to pay like at least a salary to even sniff that zone and that's that's what made uh you know nineteen ninety one oh my gosh what a magical year that was mm-hmm. um, there's a, there's something special about baseball I think because you really you get to you feel like you know these players yep. like it's the ground of a hundred sixty two yeah. games like season I've, I've never met Freddie Freeman I'd love to one day obviously yeah. but I feel like I know him because mm-hmm. I see him every every day. Uh, so that's, I think that's part of the thing about baseball is you really do, you suffer with these guys. Like I know when Ronald Acuna hurt himself right before the all-star break, I mean, I, I felt like a family member just got hurt. Yeah. Take, you, take mine. 
<laughs> you can take my ACL. I don't yeah, need it. I don't need it right now. So that's the beautiful thing about baseball, I think, is you really, you really get invested in them, and and the Braves are just, <clears throat> again, that's to take nothing away from the Falcons or the Hawks, but there there's something special about the Braves and and the relationship they have with uh, you know not just Atlanta but the, the but southeast the, the southeast mm-hmm. and. And uh, and I, I'm like you. It's been a week, and I'm still riding high. <laughs> it literally <laughs> hit today when I put the shirt on. Like it literally hit today. And like, yo, you're world champions. It like it right. finally sunk in. It took me about a month after uh, in 2017, which you know obviously carries what it carries. But yeah, you get to wear the shirt and get to wear the hats, and as long as you want. Oh, I, I mean, you it. still have that flag in the office, right? That's oh, you, you know. I love Altuve is one of my favorite players. Mm-hmm, I went man. to. A spring training game, I believe it was the year after they won that World yeah. Series, 2018. And I was right by an home plate, and Altuve comes up to bat, and it struck me how small he is. Yeah, I mean he's a legit. I don't know five seven. He's listed eight. at like five eight. He might be five 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 six. But my gosh, he's strong. Dude. He's he's a lot like I'm, I don't know if y'all saw that image from the World Series when. He and Ozzy always ended up next to each other, <laughs> and they're kind of smiling, saying, yeah. "Hey, yeah, another short guy." <laughs> but again, that's the great thing about baseball is you don't have to, you don't have to have the look. You don't have to be Aaron Judge. Well, see, and that's the yeah. yeah. Ozzy Albies, Aaron Judge, and Jose Altuve yeah. all play in the same league. Yeah, absolutely. And all pretty much do the same thing. Yeah, well, it's crazy. Well, Jorge Soler, who looks like a Soler, looks like he could be a linebacker. He's a middle linebacker in the NFL. Just. And then you have Freddie Freeman, who could be a point guard somewhere, and Dansby, who could, you know, he's an athlete as well. It's, it's right. it really is amazing. Yeah, it's. I mean, you look in baseball; it's just every body type. And yeah. that's one of the beautiful. I things mean, for the about love of goodness, sport. Bartolo Colon. <laughs> like I, I, I know he is yeah. com- completely unrelated to oh the topic. Oh my god! But Bartolo Colon was a successful major league pitcher, and he hit oh, home he runs. Good. Yeah, he hit dingers for for the Mets. That home run he hit for the Mets. Yeah, that I'll never. That's one of my all time favorite highlights. Yeah. And the announcers just losing their mind. <laughs> I would not want to be the pitcher that gives up a home run. No, <laughs> that's a tri- that's a trivia question. If you who gave up the home run to Bartolo yeah, Colon, we know it's somebody so. on the San Diego Padres that year, <laughs> right? Now I, I think that transitions perfectly into what, what I wanted to ask mm-hmm. you about the Braves. Uh, you know, on Twitter and through your through social media, we saw how emotional that was for you. Right. Uh, just when you're there sitting at the stadium, and I think I was, you know, I saw your tweets about how like unbelievable that was and tears of joy it reminded me of 2017 right it, it's something right. about the that as you mentioned the grind you get to know these players right it's so doggone hard to get to the world series so when they did it final out to freddie freeman what was going through your head well uh before that i went to i went to game one of the nlcs nice yeah that was the uh, austin riley walk off <laughs> what a what a was, uh, season he's had. It was. It was a really cool thing. I actually, I bought a standing room only ticket. Nice. For $60. I think that same ticket for the World Series is probably $300. <laughs> I'm going to say that might be cheap, right? <laughs> right. But gosh, that, I just went up there. I went to different places in the stadium. Didn't know a soul there, but it still, it felt like we knew each other. That's that awesome. makes sense. And, uh. And I ended up at the very top of the stadium for that last inning. And uh, me and like four or five other people were up there watching. And it's just, 
again, the beauty of sports is the way it brings people together. Yeah. I yeah. think. And, and that was so much fun. Then after the game to go hang out in the battery and just be there with everybody, it's just uh, such a special moment. And I mean, beating the Dodgers is so much fun, but yeah. And, and for me, that game six against the Astros, mm. it was actually when Freddie Freeman hit his home run to make it seven to nothing. That's when even the most pessimistic Atlanta fan <laughs> at that point, at that point, yeah, we got, we got this. <laughs> and I think they got through the eighth inning and, and my wife was with me and, and God bless her. She's, <laughs> she's uh, <clears throat> suffered along with me so much over the year. And then I just, I just gave her a hug. And then when they got that third out, yeah, I cried. I mean, I'll happily admit that. Yeah. Don't blame you. I just, I mean, I just sat there. It's like, and part of it was so unexpected. It's a lot like 1991 was, mm -hmm. even though that team did not end up winning the World Series. Mm -hmm. It's, it was just so unexpected. It was kind of similar to what the Hawks did earlier. It's when you don't see it coming and it happens. And so, yeah, the Braves got that last out and it was, it was so special. And, uh, I think I spent the next two days doing nothing but watching YouTube videos <laughs> <laughs> about the Braves and uh, and to be able to go to the parade that Friday. Gosh, that was such a blast. I went with a, a friend of mine who I, I used to work with, and we'd been friends for 20 years. And I was actually in his house. We had a Super Bowl party back when they lost to the Patriots. Ah, I know. Dang it. <laughs> so we were – so easy, we were, we easy. Were, we were there together that night and, and so much. We were actually the two of us. We went to my second worst Atlanta sports moment was at the 1996 World Series, Eesh. right? Game four, which is kind of oh. infamous. They were ahead. Oh, boy. Six to nothing in this game. Mm -hmm. And uh, and they ended up losing Jim Layritz or Jim freaking Layritz, as we call him. <laughs> like, it's a home run. So, I remember yeah. you telling me this like maybe three years ago right. on Twitter about how I had just written a story about everything that the uh, uh, the Atlanta sports curse right. and you yeah. had given me an education on Jim Larris because yeah. 1996 I was four so yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so, so it was that, the same way you pronounced Bucky Dent for, for oh yes <laughs> no you can't say that can't say that on air but for those who know you know right. Well, the, I mean, honestly, I f a lot of us felt the Braves were on the verge of a dynasty. They won it in 95. It looked like they were going to win in 96. Right. And they easily could have had, you know, four and five years. But you also, over time, you look back and you realize how special the 90s were. Because mm -hmm. there were a lot of teams that loved to only have one World Series and to win 14 division titles in a row. <laughs> But I don't think that'll ever happen. No. That that run was you just write in the Braves for division for division oh, games. Unreal. And I also I thought about when they won. I thought about I'm sure Bobby Cox is at home watching, mm -hmm. and uh, how special that must have been for him to see that. But but then for the two of us, my buddy, we've suffered through so, so much. much to be able to be there for the parade, and his son was there with him, who's a senior in high school now, and. Uh, to be there, you know, right next, uh, watch 
Freddie Freeman, Dansby Swanson, Jock Peterson with the pearls, <laughs> you know, riding by quickly because we were at the downtown part of the parade. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you better look quick. Or gonna, <laughs> uh, but it was, and, and again, the uh, just, I mean, we took Marta into town and just getting on the Marta, there were so many people with Braves gear on yeah. and, and just to be able to share that with them. You know, people are getting on the train and doing the, doing the chant, doing the chop. It's, it's just, so, and then you get to downtown. Oh my gosh, there were so many people. Yeah. And, uh, there, it was mass chaos, but in a good way, because everybody's smiling, having a good time. Nobody's, Organized chaos. Nobody's pushing to try to get to the front. Right. It was just, uh, people enjoying the moments. And I know they're. There are plenty of cities who suffered and maybe deserved this, but we deserved it. <clears throat> Y'all have I, deserved I mean, it. I mean, sure. let's let's be honest. It's uh, and, and in a way, I think that makes it even more special because there there are times when your team loses, and at the moment, that's it. I've had it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. And then, of course, it was it was that way. Gosh, that another horrible moments when they give up. 50 runs in the first inning to the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. Good old like, Mike Fulton. And you're like, that's it. I'm done. And then the next year rolls around and, and you're right there back at Truist Park or SunTrust Park back then. Mm -hmm. That's to me, that's what being a sports fan is. You're, you're there during the good times. You're there during the bad times, everything in, in between. And when you finally have that moment, the payoff is, it's everything, mm -hmm. you know, and you do that and then you go in the MLB shop and wipe out your savings. I was going to say, spend <laughs> all your disposable income and some yeah. that's not disposable. No, it, it's, it's worth it. And I, uh, I think I put this on, on Twitter. I went back and found my Sports Illustrated from 1995. Oh, that's awesome. With David Justice on the cover. So how cool is it going to be to, have a companion for that now. Yeah. You know, 1995, 2021. But again, it comes back to, I just, I mean, there's just something about sports, whether it's professional or, or college. And obviously, you know, we got the university of Georgia now and, uh, world beaters with that defense. Oh my, my goodness. It's like 19, 1980. I was 10 years old. That's when uh -huh. I really became a, a sports fan. Okay, cool. And my gosh, the state, what it was like that year <clears throat> to, uh, there's Ben Stooley and Larry Munson, who I idolized. Oh, yeah. And, uh, he was absolutely one of a kind and irreplaceable. And to uh, to see that team doing what it's doing, that's, that's so remarkable and so great for the state <clears throat> as well. Uh, just... Again, whether it's that or high school sports, to see, yeah, I mentioned Callaway, to have them break through and win state last year after coming so close, so many years. It's just uh, sports is special. <clears throat> I mean, it's can you pinpoint exactly why? I'm not sure you can. <laughs> I think you have to experience. It. You do, you do, and and again, just to be able to to tell those stories, and I think you know. I, with the Braves, I think people recognize I would write stuff. It was really coming from a personal place. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> and I think people kind of saw that. <laughs> and uh, 
and and again that's that's I try to put myself out there and I think I think people respond to that because they know it's not just a job for you it's something that really means a lot to you and I hope people also realize that the student athletes I cover they mean so much to me mm-hmm. and I, I want them all to do well I mean obviously only one team can win on a Friday night but I tell coaches I'm rooting for first of all everybody stay healthy yeah. and just let's just have a great game and one team wins the game as opposed to somebody losing so so bottom line I love sports that's why I get into it and I know that's why y'all do it as well so you know we know you're passionate about sports but you know you talked a little bit about Larry Munson being one of your idols right. in the uh, media world who are your, some of your other idols well, I'll tell you, my favorite, if we're talking coaching, mm-hmm. number one is Eric Russell. Okay, Ooh, so I, yeah. I went to Georgia Southern University. He is everything there. My, <laughs> my first, of course, we might have to build a statue for our latest Georgia Southern hero, Koo, <laughs> if he keeps hitting, kicking game-winning field goals. Shout out to young way, Koo. <laughs> Koo is true. Koo, Koo is, is true. true. But my first year at Georgia Southern was Eric Russell's last year. There. And they went 15 and 0 that year, won a national championship and one double A, whatever it's called now. But he was, oh my gosh, it's just hard to describe what he meant to the state. Mm-hmm. And one of my moments I always remember, I was walking across campus and he was coming the other direction. And I was just absolutely starstruck and intimidated, but I thought, this might be the only chance I ever see him. So I went up to him and just introduced myself and told him how much I appreciate what he's done for our school. And he sat there and talked to me for like two minutes, even though I know he had somewhere to be. Right. And that's, that's the kind of person he was. And I had the good fortune after that to get to know his son, Jay Russell, Mm -hmm. who actually played on their national championship team and then went on to coaching. And he was a, athletic director at LaGrange High School. And then his son, uh, Davis Rooster Russell, <clears throat> coached at LaGrange High, High School for a while. No kidding. So the Russells just kind of followed yeah. you. And now he's at he's at Bremen High School mm-hmm. and, and Rooster, he looks just like his granddad. Really? He's kind of stocky. He's got the bald head. Uh, the scowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just uh, so if we're talking coaches and player wise I think I mentioned Dale Murphy before. Mm-hmm. Just everything about him. First of all, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Amen. Fair. Topic, but just what he did on the field and the kind of person he was. And I, I mentioned before, my first sports writing job was in Dalton, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Right. And Dale Murphy came there for it was some kind of a charity golf tournaments. And, uh, and I wanted I went out to talk to him to do a story, and he said, "Well, you know, I've got to go play right now." And he invited me to ride in the golf cart with him, which he, he could have blown me off. Sure. He said, "I'm sorry, I just don't have time." But he said, "Get in the golf cart and ride around with me." So I rode with him for three or four holes. That must be so cool. And that that's a moment that that's always stuck with me because sometimes man i don't you really want to meet your sports idols fair mm-hmm. 
in this case, absolutely <laughs> everything you'd ever heard about him was true. He cannot have been kinder, more decent, and uh, and and obviously everybody who's interacted with him has similar things to say. And and now it's really cool. He's actually got a restaurant in the Battery. Nice Murphs. So, uh, so I just idolize Murph. Um, so and and on and on. Dominique Wilkins for the for the Hawks. Just just so many. Uh, just I I love greatness. To mm-hmm. be honest, and, uh, and and when you combine that greatness with a great person as well, it's just uh, you have something special. Always hear the saying: If you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Right? Have you ever worked? I don't feel I have. I mean, <laughs> there, there are some, you know, like on a Friday night when I'm trying to get back to the office and meet a 1230 deadline. Yeah. Yeah, that feels like work a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but in a good way, though. And it's, you know, that's, my daughter is, uh, she's a sophomore at West Georgia okay. right now. My advice I've given her is just find something you're passionate about and that you love to do and don't, don't think about the money. Of course, if you go into this business, you're really not thinking about no. <laughs> But just find something you enjoy and are passionate about because there's a good chance you can be doing it for 30, 40 years. Uh, and so, no, I absolutely feel that way. Now, there was one year where I did news. That felt like that. that yeah, for us sports, for everyone out there, if you make yeah. us do news stuff, man, we'll, we'll try. Sitting through a county commission meeting. God that's, bless that's, you. That's, that's, that's usually election night for us, Rex. There are people no, who are built yeah. like that, and right. it's not us. And nothing but respect for people who exactly. do that. That's, right. That's vital, and it's important. It's vital, it's important. We understand why you lead the, yes. the newscast. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm not the one. It's, it's not me. It's, <laughs> listen, it's, it's never been me. But it's never going to be. I, me. Listen, I am eternally grateful for yeah. those who it is, right? And who can we who, need you exactly? Oh gosh, one of my favorite things off sports for a little bit, but on election national election nights, watching uh, John King from CNN mm-hmm. do what he does. I mean, that's like watching a great athlete at work. Very much so. The way he works that magic board, mm-hmm. it's a complete command of everything. Oh, it's a, it's a just <laughs> greatness, pure greatness, but. But yeah, it's like I said, I've been doing this for almost 30 years now, which is kind of scary <laughs> to think about. But I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm every bit as passionate now as I was, you know, when I was a 23-year-old kid getting started in Dalton, Dalton, Georgia. I mean, I just, I get excited. You know, I get up and I get to go out and do this today. And then when you take on something new like I have. Yeah this past year that just adds to that honestly and it and it helps everybody to have a my wife's been so incredibly supportive especially we've been married for i better get this 27 years there it is (laughs) (laughs) and the first uh to start out the first eight years or so we're moving around jumping from place to place and and she's whatever whatever we need to do let's do it and and to be the spouse of uh, somebody in sports. I mean, you know what our schedules are like. It's <clears throat> it's it's uh, something crazy, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. It is 
it is absolutely unmatched. <clears throat> I'm already thinking about how excited I'm going to be to cover playoff football. It's here. It is here. Thursday and Friday night. I can't wait to get to Callaway Stadium. You yeah. know, we got Troop High School playing at home Thursday, Callaway at home Friday, LaGrange is on the road. I can't wait <clears throat> to get out there. And it, it helps, uh, you know, Troop County especially. We have such great people as head coaches. Very and, much uh, so. Yes. Uh, you know, Matt Napier at LaGrange, Tanner Glisson at Troop, and Pete Wiggins at Callaway. These are coaches that are unparalleled in what they do professionally, but they're also just impeccable people. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> just incredible leaders of, of uh, young men. So that's, that helps as well. But, yeah, it's just uh, – I'm, I'm like y'all. It's just uh, – yeah, let's go out and do it. I'm sure that's how, when the idea for this game along. I'm sure y'all embrace that. Yeah. You know, it's uh, I mean, you get down to talk about you get to talk about sports for an hour. I mean, what's what's better than that, right? And we get a paycheck to do it. Yeah, yeah. but we also get yeah. to meet incredible people like you. So exactly. there's there's that. That's the cherry on top of everything. Because to think about it, Jack, I mean, he's been doing this for a couple decades now, and yeah. you're still passionate. Oh yeah, that's so rare, dude. What keeps? Mm-hmm. How in the world do you stay motivated? Yeah. It's not hard. It's like I said, it helps when you deal with people you really, truly like and respect. Uh, I love covering games, but also just to go sit down for 30 minutes and talk to, say, a Pete Wiggins, mm-hmm. just to sit in his office and talk for 30 minutes about football. And then when we turn off the recorder, to talk about our families. And just uh, just to get to know get to know people, and the each year changes a lot of jobs. Honestly, probably it's the same day in and day out. It doesn't change much. In our jobs, people are changing mm-hmm. every every season, every, every day, every day, every year, and, and it can change on a dime that yeah, day. And you get uh, as coaches. And players, obviously, but also coaches come and go, and you get to know, you get to know new people, and it's just uh, to have a job that's just uh, no day is the same as the one before, which to me is a good thing. I mean, some people probably like that consistency. You know, Tuesday is like Wednesday is like Thursday. Mm-hmm. To me, I love knowing that, gosh, I don't know what today's going to bring. No day Honestly. is really the same. No, and that's – I love that adventure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like and you go back to the newspaper business and it's like, uh, yeah, who knows what's going to happen. I've got to meet meet this deadline. It's uh, – but I, I love the excitement <laughs> of it. And then obviously at a game, you never know what's going to happen. It's like this could be – this could be a quadruple overtime game. You just you just don't know when you get there, and it's uh, I I absolutely love that aspect of it, and uh, it keeps me going. It keeps me excited, and I hope I'm doing it for a long time. You know, maybe twenty years from now, I'll have to be out there on the sidelines in my motorized scooter. I don't know. <laughs> but, I love it, but I'll. But I'll st- I'll still be doing it though. It's uh there there's nothing like it. Kevin, uh, we I think we have to wrap this thing up, oh, man. Yeah. We yeah. could go another hour, don't you think? Yes, Jack? Uh, we definitely could. <laughs> we definitely could. We'll stick around, man. We um 
we got to wrap this up. Uh, but before we go, we have one more question. <laughs> we have one more question. Go ahead, Jack. And this is the second time we've been able to have it. So we ask a question at the end of every show to our guests. Who would they want to see in this chair? Andrew Carraway came on the last episode and said he wanted to see you in that oh, chair. Oh, that's awesome. I love Andrew, by the way. Good yes, people out there. Great, great people. So the question for you, Kevin, is who do you want to see in that chair for an episode of On Your Sidelines? With the caveat that you, you have to help us get them. Let's go uh, – Let's go with a coach. All right. How about uh, <clears throat> let's get Tanner Glisson in here. All right. That's, 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 that's not a bad coach. one. That sounds like a fun time. <laughs> and and uh, if you get him in here, ask him about the Braves because <clears throat> we would we would share texts about the Braves, and he's as passionate about them as anybody. I got to do so. with another Braves fan. All right. That, that's cool. <laughs> that's fine. That's that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. No, you, you work with me, yeah. Rex. You're all right. From one Astros yeah. fan to you, though, congratulations. Oh, it's, I appreciate it's a, it. It's amazing. I've had to – I've been more than gracious. Like, I'm so happy for what this means for you guys. It's the pain and suffering I've seen from him. Yeah. I was like, just get this monkey off of their back. Let's finally get this – well, right you, there. well, you've got the Texans. Oh, wait a minute. Thanks. No, that's not all right. Oh. You wrap up the show, Jack. I'm going home. I'm going home. I'm going home. It hurt. That hey, hurt me. Hey, uh. hey, the Falcons are the seven seed right now in the playoffs. So. <laughs> How? I don't know. I love the NFC. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, but again, as bad as it is out there, Falcons fans, it could be worse. It could be the Texans. For every Alabama yeah. fan that's frustrated with Bill O'Brien calling plays, welcome to the club. It's been fun. We got we got drinks in the waiting room. Oh, boy. <sighs> this has gone completely off the rails. Yes. Let's wrap this up. Hey, Rex, where can people find us? We can find this enjoyable conversation with barbs thrown at me on on wrbl.com but be sure to check us out on spotify apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. kevin's been a fantastic guest we'll continue to share the link on all of our social media uh channels jack where can they find us there you can find us on twitter at j patterson tv at rex castillo tv where you can find more bill o'brien hot takes you can find <sighs> us on facebook at wrbl jack patterson wrbl rex castillo of course follow the news three sports pages at WRBL Sports on Twitter, WRBL News Sports on Facebook. Rex, are you okay? I'm fine. I'm guys, give take us home. Give us give Kevin Huckleberry a follow if you live in the True County area. At Sideline Pass underscore. There it is. Yeah, check out or you can find our website at sidelinepass.net. All right, sidelinepass.net. Guys, a fantastic reporter who does fantastic work. He's been doing it for a while. A gold standard that we hope to kind of get close to. But another inspirational guest, Jack. Another. If we can get in the zip code, I'll be I'm a happy, happy with man. that. I'll be on the fringe fringe of that. But, guys, thanks again to Kevin. Guys, it's been another amazing, amazing conversation. We get inspired every single time. Kevin's done it again. To wake up passionate about your job every single day is something special and something that we don't take for granted at all. I appreciate you guys having me on. It means a lot. Oh, man, you, you're, you're the absolute best. Uh, but yes, congratulations absolutely. to the Braves once again. We'll see yeah. you in a couple weeks. Jack, another great episode, huh? Absolutely. It's been a fun time. Kevin Eckleberry is also is always a great conversation, whether it's on the sideline or on your sidelines. <laughs> Nicely done, guys. We'll see you in a couple weeks with our next guest.